Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Blogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. I hope you're having a great week so far. I hope you've got your head down and you're pursuing your blogging goals and all the margins that you have to work with. So this week I had something that I wanted to talk about that had come up in a Facebook group this week where somebody tagged me and asked, Kim, how do you know when you've become a successful blogger? And I think that's a really good question to ask because I think we're all looking for what is the minimum? What's the marker? How do we know when we've officially arrived? And most of you guys who know me pretty well know that what I always say is that you have to define what success is going to be for you. Um, and you have to decide what that success looks like. And oftentimes it'll probably come if you're planning on making your blog into a business from the income that you're making, right? Because you're putting a lot of time and effort into it. <clears throat> you sometimes may have bills to pay associated with your blog, like hosting and all that kind of stuff. And if you're making an income, maybe to you that's success. Or maybe being able to bring in enough money to pay your family mortgage is success. But you have to define that variable for yourself. And more importantly today, I want to talk about the kinds of things that sort of limit people's success. And I want to kind of call them out because I think they're important for you to see. And you know, I'm always going to be genuine and real with you. Um, And so some of these things that I'm going to talk about, some people may not like to hear. (laughs) But it's it's real and it's raw and it's truth. And that's what you need today. So uh, the first thing I want to point out is that you need to recognize limitations. Okay, so When you start blogging, you may think to yourself, okay, well, I'll be successful when I have a million page views or, you know, to be successful at blogging, you need to have a half a million page views. Like you've got some sort of number in your head that you've gathered from observing someone else maybe, or just like consistent messages that you're getting from various things that you listen to, watch or read. And The important thing to do is like to be able to keep yourself going and to not get frustrated and to not constantly feel like you're not successful. You need to recognize that um, every blog probably has some sort of limitations, right? Like if you're very, very niche, then getting a million page views for you is probably not going to happen like in a month. Um, I mean, and I'm not saying that can't happen. I'm just saying like you need to understand that there are limitations to the number of people in the world that want to read about what you're writing about. And so you need to kind of recognize like how broad or how specific your topic is. And you can be extremely successful with very niche sites, extremely successful with very niche sites. Um, Page views are great to have, especially if you're running ads, because the more page views or users you have, the higher your ad income is pretty passively, but that's not going to be the indicator of your success um, because there's going to be blogs who are positioned to get millions of page views while there's other blogs that are positioned to only get thousands of page views in a month. So, so page views doesn't have to be your marker for success. You just have to realize that not every blog is going to get millions and millions of page views. And if you never get there, it doesn't mean you're suddenly not successful. I know plenty of people who have 
very little page views and then you make a ton of money every month because they know their audience. They've decided they're going to make their own products. They've got a strong following. Like there's a lot of variables, variables beyond just page views that make you successful. And so don't use page views necessarily as an indicator of whether or not you are successful because every niche is different. Number two, I want you to recognize success stories for what they are. So if you're in the blogging world and, you know, you're listening to podcasts or you're watching webinars or you're reading success stories or you're getting sales emails or whatever you're getting, you have to recognize that, of course, a person who creates a product is going to pick out their like champion people who have applied the concepts and have seen ridiculously amazing results because that is what is compelling, Right. So success stories sometimes can be broaderly applied, right? I think that's a word, (laughs) broaderly. They can be applied, but you also have to realize that sometimes those are the outlier stories, right? Like, and because just because you don't make hundreds of thousands of dollars in a month blogging doesn't mean you're not successful. Like that's not how you gauge success. Your success definition has to come from your own head and from your own lifestyle and what you want out of life. And usually speaking, success stories are sort of these like really amazing things that particular people have been able to achieve through what they've done. And is it replicable? Sure. Like people can replicate success. Like I'm not saying that at all. I just want to point out that a lot of people get into these really bad comparison traps because they're only bar that they're using to measure their success are success stories they've heard from other bloggers that are selling products, okay? So if you are trying to buy something and somebody in that group um, who's doing a t- giving a testimonial, you know, is saying like, I did this amazing thing in this amount of time, um, you could do it too, but you also might not do it. You know what I mean? Like it, there's a lot of variables involved in people's success. And so I don't want you to get bogged down in comparing yourself to other success stories and deciding that like this is the the bar that's been set for whether or not you're successful at this thing is whether or not you reach the testimonial level. The testimonials are like ridiculously amazing because that's part of marketing. Like they want you to see what you could do, what is possible, what someone has done, what someone has accomplished. So you see what what there is out there that can be done. Um, And just because you don't actually see that level of success doesn't mean that you're not successful. So don't put all your definitions of success into testimonials and success stories. I mean, honestly, like this applies in so many different areas of life. I was just thinking about this the other day, even on TV, right? When it comes to weight loss stories, for example, like the people that they have as their testimonials are losing ridiculous amounts of weight, usually in a very short period of time. Could you do that? Yeah, probably. But the majority of the people who are actually buying that product and applying that concept, it may actually take them more like a year to achieve the same results. You know, that's why they kind of have those disclaimers and stuff um, that are like, this is not the expected outcome or whatever. But the testimonials are the compelling thing that makes you buy whatever it is. And it's not that they're lies by any means, um, especially not in the blogging world. Like most of the people who have success stories, their success stories are totally legit, like totally legit. Um, so don't think about it like some sort of fib or something, but just understand that if somebody who's creating a product and you would do the same thing, um, 
had a person who tried it or tested it and had amazing results, wouldn't you want that to be the story that shines above all else? And that's great. Like, that's amazing. But the reason that I'm pointing this out is, again, to reiterate, don't compare yourself to testimonials or success stories. Define what you're planning to get out of what you do with that course or with that thing that you're buying. Decide what what success would that product look like for you, looks like for you, and then pursue that. And don't worry about the testimonials and stuff. Just know that that gives you hope that it could be achieved, that it is possible to do these things, but that may not be the way your story plays out. And that is okay. So the third thing I want to point out about Becoming a successful blogger is that I, I often think that, again, this goes back to comparison, but that people, when they look at their numbers, they feel like these numbers aren't good enough. And I always want to go back and say that every one of the numbers associated with blogging, for the most part, uh, when it comes to your email list and it comes to traffic, you have to remember that those are individual living, breathing people and they matter. You know what I mean? Like, um, Everybody always wants more, more, more. But the question is, what are you doing with the people you have? If you've got 25 people on your email list and you're like, man, I got to grow my email list to 100. I got to grow my email list to 1,000 before I can start sending emails. You've already missed the point. Those 25 people want to hear from you. They like you. They want to get to know you and they want to get to trust you. And if you listen to the previous episode on, you know, about getting people to like, know, and trust you, that's really, really important. You need to love the ones you're with, guys. A sort of dating analogy for this is, let's say, you know, there's this guy out there, you know, who likes this girl, but he also in the back of his mind is constantly like, man, I bet there's a lot of other options out there. And so even though she's amazing, and she's great, he has this sort of FOMO where it's like fear of missing out. And so he's always sort of searching, um, in the season when he's got this great girl right there, this wonderful girl right there with him who would be like the best girlfriend in the world. In the back of his mind, he's constantly like, there must be somebody else. What am I missing out on? And he doesn't pay attention to the wonderfulness that is before him. And that, my friend, may be the 10 people who look at your blog a month. It could be the 10 people that are on your email list or more. You know, I mean, I constantly hear people talking about, oh, I've got, you know, a thousand, I've got 900 people on my email list, a thousand people on my email list. If I could just get to 10,000, love the ones you are with. Take care of what you got so that when you get more, you're in the practice of cultivating it and treating it right and doing the right things. Like now is the season to engage. Do not wait until your audience gets to some point to feel like you're successful. The moment that one person, even if it's your mother, puts themselves on your email list, you, my friend, have successfully started building an email list. Own that. Celebrate that. Every time a new person jumps on your list, celebrate that. And realize that's one more life that you can solve a problem for. Number four, <clears throat> I want to encourage you to just be proud of what you have and what you've made. Your little blog may not be, you know, getting hundreds of thousands of page views in a month. You may not be getting very many email subscribers. You may not be making very many sales. You may be spending more money on your blog than you are creating money. But at the end of the day... You've taken sort of a leap of faith, right? Like you went out and said, I'm going to try this thing. It's either going to work or it's not. So you spend hours and hours and hours figuring out the website stuff, WordPress or whatever platform you're using to host your website. 
You spend hours figuring out how to write a blog post and hitting publish. You spend hours learning how to create photos and edit photos and put watermarks on photos. You spend hours learning how to do social media. And you're not even proud of it. You know, you look at it and say, well, it doesn't look like somebody else's. And part of the reason why some people don't recognize when they've reached success is because their level of success or what they define as success is created and generated by someone else. And to be honest with you, sometimes those results that you're looking at are hyperinflated or they're outside the norm or they're just something that just isn't, isn't how everybody really functions. They're sort of an outlier, so to speak. And so I want you to be really careful about defining success for yourself. So when you ask, how do you know when you're successful? I want you to decide today what that looks like for you. And it can change over time. So don't think this is set in stone. But you know, um, I would encourage you guys to define success every month. And, And that is something that you would do by sitting down and asking yourself, you know, what do I really want to see happen this month that would make me feel successful? Like, what would make me feel like a successful blogger or podcaster or YouTuber? Like, what is that definition? And write it down at the beginning of each month. What thing this month could happen that would make me feel successful? And so maybe it's that you have more page views. I'm just giving you an example. More page views than the month before. So you go and you look up what the page views were for the month before, write that number down. And at the end of this month, when you get done, go back and look and see what your page views were. And if you were able to increase your page views this past month, that might be the thing that makes you feel successful this month. Or if you were able to increase your email list from this month to the from the previous month. Whatever it is, you've got to kind of decide that. And I think it's important for you to start seeing success now because I think what wears on a lot of people um, is that they have these sort of hyper elevated views of what success in blogging is and you don't need millions of page views to be successful. If you want to have lots of passive income just kind of coming in from ads, then yeah, lots and lots of page views are amazing. But don't let that be your measure of success. You've got to decide what success is. That's why I'm a huge fan of doing like the whole 12-week blog growth strategy, right? Like when I sit down at the beginning of a 12-week time period and say to myself, what are the things I really want to accomplish in the next 90 days? And I write those things down. And then I make a plan for how I'm actually going to achieve those things. And I do achieve them. That's success. I mean, I'm successful every time I do that. And I get it. Like, I know, I know what you guys are asking. Like, some of you guys are like, well, I just want to understand, like, how do you know when you've arrived? And I really do think that's different for, for everybody. I see myself as a successful blogger, but I don't have millions of page views every month. I'm making a full-time income. I don't have millions of page views every month. In fact, my page views are less now than they were, like, year two of blogging. But I understand how to run my blog as a business. And so that kind of stuff doesn't phase me. I don't put my eggs all in one basket. And I don't define my success by other people's standards. And I I had to learn that. Like, that's not something that, you know, I just sort of innately do. Like, it's a fight. It is. Because I have lots of friends in the blogging world that started at the same time I did. And they have numbers that are like far, far exceeding (laughs) anything that I have seen thus far. And you know what? That is okay. Like it's perfectly fine because 
they're successful in their way and I'm successful in my way. And I'm very happy and very content with the business that I have built. Like I am excited about it every day. I like to challenge myself. I love to learn new things. And so success for me is making goals for my blog and achieving those goals. So even if your goal is Dagnabbit, I just got to get this stinking header to work on my blog this week and you get your header to work on your blog, you are successful, my friend. And so I think that's why it's super important that you do dig into goal setting and you do make goals for yourself because every time you achieve a goal that you've set for yourself, you feel success. And that's really what it's all about. When you push through a problem, you feel successful. When you get through a technical issue, you feel successful. Everything that comes your way sometimes may feel like it's the end of the freaking world, but in the reality, it's not. It's just a speed bump. And in like two weeks, you're going to look back and laugh about it because you're going to be like, oh, I did that. That was like so easy now. I could do that in my sleep. And I'm talking about this today because like I said, I've got so many people that regularly ask, Kim, you know, how do you know when you're actually successful at blogging? And I want to encourage you guys, maybe change the question that you're asking and say, how do I know when... I'm successful at blogging. And it's going to be a definition that you create for yourself because success for you may be, you know what, I need the money. Like, I hate my job. I desperately just want to be at home. And I need to make this thing happen. So success for you may be that you have to change, you know, you have to make enough blogging that you make more than your day job or the same as your day job, so that you can leave your day job and do blogging. Um, And maybe success for you is just, you know, you're retired or something, and you're looking for something to do to kind of challenge you and keep you going and keep you motivated and to do something from home. And so for you, success is actually getting a website up and running when you have no idea what you're doing. Um, So I just want to kind of recap all this stuff. The important thing when it comes to trying to figure out when you know you're successful or trying to decide when you've reached a level of success that you're seeking is that you need to recognize limitations and know that not all blogs are going to grow to millions and millions of page views or millions and millions of dollars. If you've got a very niche site, you may not be able to get millions of page views, but that doesn't mean you're not successful. It just means that, you know, like, your blog is a more specific thing and there's not a million people in the world that care about reading it. (laughs) And that's okay because you can make a full-time income from a niche site. Number two, recognize success stories for what they are. If you regularly hear success stories, that is awesome. I love success stories. Success stories, again, the way that I see success stories is I say to myself, it can be done. Most of you guys who know my long-term story know that when I started blogging, my heart was I I read in a book about how Ruth Sukup's husband had quit his engineering job because her blog made more than him and the moment that I read that I knew that that was going to be my measure of success was that when my husband quit his job I would feel successful at blogging and that happened last January so for me I feel like a blogging success because I achieved the goal that I set for myself and sure that there are tons and tons and tons of success stories out there right But those are the things that motivate us. Ruth's story motivated me to know what was possible and what I wanted to pursue. If making $500 a month blogging is the success you're seeking, you can do that. Like it's totally possible to make your mortgage payment every month blogging if you put your mind to it and decide that that's the success you're gonna chase. 
just make that decision. Another key to success in blogging is to really focus on the fact that you got to love the ones you're with. Enjoy the audience you have. Enjoy every page view that you get, whether they're big or whether they're small. Enjoy every email that joins your list and say goodbye to the ones that leave without worrying about it. Love the ones you're with because if you're constantly fighting for more and more and you're not nurturing the ones that you do have, then you're really missing out on some awesome opportunities. So love the ones you're with. Number four, I want you to be proud of what you've made. I don't care if all you've done so far is put a header on your website or push publish on your website. Be proud of the progress that you've made because not everybody is willing to do that much work. Be proud of what you've created. Be proud of the content that you've made. Be proud of the pictures you've made. Just be proud of yourself. Pack yourself on the back, whether you have a million page views or you have 10. It doesn't matter. Be proud of yourself. Number five, determine success month by month. If you don't take anything else away from this episode, what I want you to decide for yourself is that every single month or every single 12 weeks, you're going to make goals for yourself and you're going to pursue those goals, those goals as hard as humanly possible. And that if you make those goals happen, that you allow yourself to feel successful because That's how you gauge true success. Set the goal, meet the goal. Set the goal, meet the goal. That's success. So if you're asking yourself, I wonder when I'll be a successful blogger, the real question is, when was the last time that you met a goal that you made for yourself? Because that was the last time you were successful. And as you go down this path, I just want you guys to know that success comes to those who pursue it. Whatever that looks like, whatever your definition is, And you will find success if you just keep blogging.